People, today we're going to be talking about uh, Mary and our relationship with her, and uh, a little bit about the rosary, a little bit about who Mary was, is, and um, the idea is the head and the heart, right? Faith and reason. So, hope, hope it goes well. We're waiting for Father Augustine. So... Just making a list, we're going to talk about Mary as queen. Uh, we're going to, and, and how that works. Uh, you know, look at uh, uh, Jesus as the new uh, David, who was David's queen. Uh, we're going to look at the Immaculate Conception, the Assumption. And this is Father Augustine. Am I late? No, oh, you're on time. We're, we already started the video bit. So okay. I, thought, I thought I would I'm say, gonna... hello, Father Augustine. I'm going to... Welcome to the St. Joseph Radio Presents live program broadcasting to you from the Rome of the West, St. Louis, Missouri. The program that for over 30 years has brought you eloquent speakers from across the globe to help explain, clarify, and evangelize the Catholic faith. Our program covers a variety of topics relating to current issues and occurrences in our daily lives. Now, with the aid of technology, we are able to bring the gospel message to the four corners of the world, where Christ himself did say, those who have ears ought to hear. It is our hope at St. Joseph Radio that through these programs, we can help evangelize the world and change one soul at a time. Now, here is your host to introduce today's guest and topic. Matt, that was Matt Lagerman, and I am Peter Karutz, your host today on St. Louis's wonderful live program. We don't have a lot of that. His name is Matt Laundryman? Matt Laundryman. No, Matt Lagerman. Lagerman. Oh, and, cool. Yeah, and and that is... It's not as cool as Laundryman. From now on, we're calling him Matt Laundryman, and he's going to like it. And okay. Th and this is Father Augustine here. I had a friend in high school who's... Nick, he was a, um, a surfer and kind of a ladies' man, and his nickname was Land Shark. And he called my house once. I don't know. I guess we were going out somewhere, and he got a hold of my mom, and... My mom ended up leaving a message for me. He said, Lamb Chop called. <laughs> and so I ended up showing everybody. And his his new nickname was Lamb Chop, which he didn't like nearly as much. A as little bit of a downgrade from Land yeah, Shark. But huh? after that, he was Lamb Chop. There's no, there's well, no avoiding it. Well, <laughs> the name of this program is St. Joseph Radio Presents, coming to you live from St. Louis, <laughs> Missouri, the Rome of the West. And we uh, will – do you ever talk to Lamb Chop anymore? I don't. I don't. I, I, I should try to figure... I don't remember his real name, so there's no way to get a hold of him. <laughs> he also went by Breezy. Breezy. Yeah, everybody on the beach has alternative names, so uh, his name was Breezy. I, I went to a, a celebration of a, the 50th uh, jubilee of a, a buddy of mine who's a 
a priest, Monsignor now. Actually, it's 51 because they couldn't do it. Who? What was his name? Uh, you don't know. It's Fa- Monsignor Gaelic. I'm Monsignor Gaelic. No, you don't know him. No, I don't. Okay. You should know him. But anyway, he. I, I remember seeing one of my high school buddies who I had not seen in, well, literally over 45 years. And uh, he, he was a good-looking dude back then. He had, I thought he had blonde, blondish hair. He, he drove around in a sports car in high school. Cool. Yeah. Uh, if you, he, you, if the he Monsignor was, Gaelic. I'm talking about my buddy from from. Uh, oh, yeah. But uh, things change. Maybe maybe your buddy Landshark is now more lamb chop. Uh, anyway, <laughs> well, we all are a little more lamb chop than we used to. I be. know I am. I know <laughs> I am. So let me tell you what we are talking about today. First off, this is Father Augustine. Hello. He is one of the most uh, wise, funny, entertaining, and and interesting people I know. Oh yeah. And we are. At, well, how many people do you know? <laughs> well, as my yeah, <laughs> I know lots of people, but uh, I don't have many friends. My daughters say I have. You have no friends. It needs to be the oh, big insult. I do have friends. I really nice. do. And you are very interesting. And go ahead. Well, try, thank you. Try and prove me I'll wrong. I'll be your friend for today. Will you? Well, there you go. <laughs> At least for today. My so, my my niece has best friends for now. Really? Yeah, like some people have BFFs, best yeah. friends forever. My my niece has best friends for now. That's what she says. Well, that's very uh, wise. Yeah. We used to play this game in the car on trips uh, where you would say, what would you do for $100, for $1,000, for a $1 million? And my, I remember my dad asked my sister, uh, what would you do? Would you betray the secret of your best friend for a million dollars? And she wow. goes, I did that last week for free. <laughs> <laughs> best friend for now. Yeah. So, yeah, which I guess is where my niece gets her uh, uh, sarcasm from. Well, let me tell you about a couple of people who I know were best friends. And that was Joseph and Mary. Aw. Best yeah, they friends. Were. Best friends forever. And that is what we're going to talk about. And we're going to talk about. Forever, we're, yeah, best friends forever. We're going to talk mm. about Mary, and we're, we're going to try to talk a little bit about her in two completely different dynamics. Uh-oh. I call it Mary, the head and the heart, right? So there's there's a mm. lot of theology that goes into what we believe about Mary, but there's a lot in the heart, too. I mean, we're talking about— And liter- the fist. In the, in the fist. Yeah, tell yeah. me about the fist. Well, I mean, she's the new Ark of the Covenant, right? She's She— she stares down Satan. She's the well, my my favorite title of Mary is um, Empress of the Golden Throne. Or well, no, actually, my favorite title of Mary is Terror of Demons. Oh, that is a good one. Yeah, I used to have a list of her titles, but let me see if I can find it on my. Well, you have got laptop. the computer. You have everything there. Yeah. So, and the, why brain. why did we decide to talk about this? For for one, it's kind of a good time of year to talk about that. You know, even. Even the Protestants put out statues of Mary this time of year, and yeah. we had we just had the solemnity of the uh, Immaculate Conception. Yeah, the not to be concerned, not to be sorry, confused with the Virgin Birth. Okay, we're. I'm just going to go. Out, I'm just going to say this right now: the Virgin Birth is Mary conceiving Jesus without having relations with a man, right? That's the virgin birth. The immaculate conception is that Mary herself was born without original sin, was conceived, she was conceived without re- original sin. I, I, so many times on the news, on 
movies and even Catholics confuse. They, they say the Immaculate Conception was that Jesus was born without uh, Mary having relations. But that is not true. It's one of the most misunderstood uh, bits of theology in feast days. That uh, ten, is true. Ten years ago, more than ten years ago, when I was uh, I was spending a lot of time in, in Chile, in Santiago, and I walked into a I'm an accountant. I walked into a bar, and I I saw some I saw Catholic some, walks into a bar. Yeah, some Scotsmen, some Englishmen, some South Americans, and I was late because we we're going to meet there to go to dinner. And the Scotsman says uh, in his good Scots accent, "Do you have one? I don't." Uh, he, he says, you're late. And I says, he says, why are you late? I said, well, I have to go to Mass today. He, he says, why? And I said, well, you probably wouldn't uh, understand. I said, today is a holy day. It's the feast of the Immaculate Conception. He says, ah, the Immaculata. And this Scot in the bar went on to explain to the Englishmen, the hmm. uh, South Americans, the Chileans, what that meant. Well, good and, for him. And most people don't. So let's let's go on to that just a little bit further. Does I used that to mean keep, I used to keep a list of TV shows that got it wrong. the The last one this dates me, but because I haven't watched television in so long, was um, a, an episode of Lost, where a guy goes looking for his father and he finds his mother, and she goes, "No, you were immaculately conceived." I thought, uh, "Oh no. no, got it wrong again." Nope, nope, wrong. So. Question. Yes. Answer. So Mary was immaculately conceived, which means from the moment of her conception, she was... Without original sin. So did she need a savior? Ah, well, are you? Are, do you want me to answer that? Yeah, go ahead. I mean, yeah, go well, ahead. yes, of course she did. She was preemptively saved by Christ, right? That's right. That's right. Is that so hard to believe? You know, we have sometimes we, we think of these things, oh, that's hard to believe. That doesn't make sense. But le- again, let, let's think about it from a very, um, a very uh, uh, personal standpoint, if you will. I, when I was, again, in, in Chile, um, there was a, a girl I was uh, walking with, a young lady. She was uh, with my company, and we were about to cross this big boulevard. It was uh, Once de September. It's their huge Boulevard in the middle hmm. of, and that's the date of the revolution. Eleventh so. of September. Yeah. Okay. And and we were chatting and talking, and she literally stepped into traffic. Oh. Wasn't paying attention. Oh my gosh. And I bodily, I I grabbed her by the loose clothing, and I dragged her back up. Oof. I guess I saved her. Hey, congratulations! You can save someone before they get hit by the car. Ah, oh, okay, good, good analogy, yeah. Right? You know, so, our, yeah. our, our, you know, and we talk about what, what our Lord can and can't do. Well, geez, he's in charge. You know, he's God, for goodness sake. Yeah, I mean, I he, don't know. He, you run into people who say that's hard to believe or this is hard to believe, but if there's a God, then nothing's hard to believe as far as, I mean, nothing's beyond him, really. I had this long talk with a, one of my daughter's teachers of theology. I, it took me months to get an appointment with her. And uh, because she was teaching the girls that, um, amongst other things, that the multiplication of the loaves was just a story and not a miracle. And, 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 I, and I said, well, you know what? We're talking about the, the, the second person of the Blessed Trinity who literally created everything out of nothing. A couple of loaves is no big trick. Yeah, he's, he's hardly incapable of that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah. 
Anyway, so we're, we're going to talk about that, uh, about these various things. So, you know, the head says, here's all this theology on, on why we say Mary is the immaculate conception, mm-hmm. or why the church mm-hmm. says. And mm-hmm. frankly, the church declared it in uh, 1800s. Uh, I, I don't Something, know. See, I get them confused. Uh, the Assumption and then the Immaculate Conception, 1800s or 1950s. Either way, relatively recently. But that's not something that's new. That's something that was believed by the Church since ancient times. There have oh, been sure. churches named for the Immaculate Conception back in the two and three hundreds. Right. So it, it, it was just declared because there's a controversy rather than that was something that was new and novel, which right. is sometimes the reason why we have declarations or um, or the Pope has to say something. It's because right. there's a controversy, not well, because there is something new going yeah, on. Yeah, God didn't wait to give us the Ten Commandments because people had just started committing adultery. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, I mean, they'd been doing it for centuries before he gave us the Ten Commandments, right? But thinking about that, we, we talked <clears throat> about a little bit about the theology of this, but th- th- let's go at it from a personal standpoint. You know, I, I, one thing that we we all have is we all have uh, uh, an understanding of w- what a son might have as a love for a mother, right? We we have mothers, and that is such a special relationship. Yeah. And, and I I I, th- and I lost my mom ten years ago, and I I think about it, and, and oh. what would I what would I not do for my mom? I mean, if it was in my power, and if I were going to if create my mother, if Jesus is going to literally create his mother, wouldn't he make her the most perfect person possible? You would think, you would think, yeah, and why wouldn't she be? And and how could anything less produce Christ, right? Right. I remember a fundamentalist friend of mine referring to, he said she was just a, a sort of a flesh tube into which Jesus was introduced to the world. And I thought, that's a horrible way to talk about somebody's mother. I think so. Now, you wouldn't even refer to your your own mother as a, a, fle- nope, a flesh tube. No I, I kidding. remember that vividly because it's, so, it's such a appalling image. <laughs> yeah. well, I, I, I'm, I'm not a, uh, I don't know any Greek other than the, the Greek I can repeat. Uh, but I, mm-hmm. you talk about the Ten Commandments. And yeah. uh, the uh, fourth commandment is uh, what love your father or honor your Man, father. You know what? Life. I've been a priest for 17 years and a monk for 22, and I can never figure out which commandments which. Well, I, I know think the first the... two, but after that, I get them all mixed up. Well, the way I do it is I always say the first, the three, first three. I know are, the sixth. The first three, <laughs> the first three are about God, right? Right. Uh, love the God, love your God uh, with yeah. all your heart and all your mind. Uh, all your yeah, soul. I guess and I get more than no, that. Uh, no yeah. false images, number two. Number three is the Sabbath. And I always tell yeah. my daughters, yeah. honor, you know, keep the Sabbath. So I always tell my daughter, uh, jokingly, Fours, yeah. what you remember, always remember the most important commandment. Right. Fourth honor commandment, father honor. Mother. But I understand that the in, in the Greek, it isn't, it isn't to honor, it's glorify. Well, it wouldn't be Greek anyway. It would be oh, Hebrew, right? Oh, okay. Well, then Hebrew. the Old See? Testament. I mean, the Septuagint might have been glorified. I don't know. That's interesting. Glorify. But, yeah, I always... By the way, this just occurred to me. I had always thought of them as listed in order of importance. But ah. father and mother are more important than killing someone? Apparently. Hmm. I guess because if you honor your father and mother, you won't kill somebody. Well, so. isn't, is, again, going back to Old Testament and, and Jewish tradition, wasn't 
wasn't the death penalty on the table for uh, disobeying or dishonoring your parents? Well, it certainly was in the ancient world. Right. I, I, uh, you're right. I guess in, in Deuteronomy, is it, um, yeah, I think you can be stoned to death for dishonoring your parents. So it's a big oh, one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, getting stoned is a big deal. Uh, back then, too, I think. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, I'll tell you what else is a big deal is this program. This is St. Joseph Radio Presents coming to you live from St. Louis, Missouri, the Rome of the West. I'm your host, Peter Karutz. Boy, do I flip that out where will quickly. we Where we will never get stoned, neither we... biblically nor... Uh, never mind. And that is Father Augustine. He is a Benedictine monk. At the, is it, do we call it the St. Louis Abbey or do I just call it that? Uh, t- officially, it's the Abbey of St. Mary in St. Louis. Is it But really? then we refer to it as St. Louis Abbey, for sure. I didn't know that. In Creve Corps, Missouri. Barely. Which is yeah. French for broken heart. So yeah. our brother monks from other monasteries call us Heartbreak Abbey. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. Cool to have nicknames, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, and I... No, I was talking about. Oh, I know the fourth commandment, well, yeah, right? Yeah, fourth, the commandment. fourth commandment. So, the uh, I got an email today. Not an email. I got uh, on um, on Facebook from a friend of mine who I knew when I was in high school, and I thought he was Catholic. And uh, I had posted something about the mysteries of the Rosary and and the biblical hmm. ro- the biblical sources for each and every one of them. Oh wow! And okay. he wrote back quoting uh, Galatians, I think, about uh, oh, you don't be like the uh, like the like the Gentiles and just uh, babble in your prayers, and and I thought, wow, I thought this was a Catholic, you know, how, yeah. how could he do that? And I I thought of two things. The first thing I thought is, one of the things that our Protestant brothers have a difficult time with is how we treat Mary. Oh yeah, sure. Well, I I mean yeah, and that's reasonable. That's a reasonable fear. You don't want to put anybody above God. Yeah. Um. So and and you do run into Catholics who get awfully close sometimes. Yeah, yeah, but <laughs> but, does, but no, no, no. Go ahead, go ahead. I was just going to say to some to some extent, it's it's a lack of understanding of oh, the, for sure of the relationship we have, right? And 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 sometimes, quite frankly, I think we use hyperbole. Uh, with, with regard to some of the... I don't know. I don't know if you can hyperbolize Mary. I mean, she's so important that um, it's... I mean, unless you say she is a goddess, I don't think you can really praise her too much. I think you're right. And uh, that's why I was getting back to the fourth commandment. Yeah. And so w- w- it might sound like hyperbole, if you will, and, and sometimes yeah. you, you, you yeah. might even dismiss it as, as hyperbole, but... But I mean, don't we all talk about our moms in hyperbole? Like, my mother's a saint, you know. Well, my mother probably isn't literally a saint, but she's not yet. You know, <laughs> my mother is the greatest woman I've ever known. Well, you know, maybe, but it's sort of <laughs> yeah. it's love language, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's love exactly. language, and 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 there is that. But as you said before, there is that uh, discomfort with it, right? Mm-hmm. Well, anything powerful is dangerous. Right, so she is. She's a powerful, powerful advocate, and 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 yeah, there's always danger that comes with power. Yeah. Right? Well, I mean, think about. Uh, well, she's the new Ark of the Covenant, and and uh, actually, if you think about it, when Gabriel appeared to Joseph in the dream, 
Is it Gabriel? Yeah, it is Gabriel. And says, um, he says, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. He doesn't say, don't be ashamed to take Mary as your wife. He says, don't be afraid. Joseph was afraid of Mary, right? Because she's the new Ark of the Covenant. And you remember what happened to Uzzah when he touched the Ark Accidentally. of the Covenant. Accidentally. Yeah. He, well, he was trying to protect the Ark of the Covenant. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. But, but he reached still. over and touched it, and God blew him up. We got to talk about the Ark There's of the a Covenant reason for that. some more. Yeah. But to, just to conclude, the, the fourth commandment and, and sticking with the oh, heart. Oh, yeah, right. Sticking with the heart. Uh, we 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 all have a relationship with our mothers, and we imagine that I imagine I know that Jesus did. Sure, and we know that He loved her. Well, and we are adopted brothers and sisters of Jesus. Therefore, she is our mother. Right. So you have to honor her. Right. So what's the what's the danger? What's the possibility? Well, the possibility is idolatry, right? I mean, you can you you she she is not God. She is not above God in terms of authority or dignity or um, existence. But she is the greatest any human being can aspire to, right? That's right. So, uh, and what we but we one thing that we're not in danger of is we're not in danger ever of loving her more than Jesus did, right? Right. I mean, I mean, right. if anybody's ever uncomfortable with that, well, uh, given yeah, that point. we would good never point. deify yeah. her, right, we will right. never love her more than Jesus did. Right. Right. Yeah. And and I and I should have written this down and I didn't. But, but I, I think we even have some. Peter's sp- getting so excited he's hitting his microphone. <laughs> I always do. We have some special words for how we how we uh, recognize the saints, honor Mary. We have Latriel mm-hmm. and Dulia and Hyperdulia. Hyperdulia. But it it is the reason why we have such particular words here is that we want to make certain that we are honoring her. We are not worshiping her. We don't worship anyone but God. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Latria is worship and Dulia is honor, right? And then hyperdulia is super honor that we reserve to Mary. Am I right? Yeah, I think yeah, uh, I think that what we do is w- with regard to the saints, we honor them. But with regard right. to Mary, there's a super honor, if you right. will. It's the honor above all honors. Because Latria, and that's uh, Latria, is a sort of a sacrificial, a worship of. Uh, um, so that's only that's to God alone. God alone. Okay. Right. Yeah, One okay. is I'm worship. To, the other is honor. Trying to keep my. Terms straight here. Yeah. Well, I got a priest in the room with a computer. There's, there's a yeah, lot, of, there's a lot of knowledge there. Yeah, the thing is, I, I'm actually coming off of a lung infection, so I'm a Are little you really? dilly. Oh yeah, goodness. speaking of getting stoned, I'm kind of I'm uh, I'm on all sorts of drugs and stuff. So Th- we got this s- is probably not something I should be saying on the air, is it? No. Well, you know. Are you, it's are, all legal. It's Trust all me, legal. I went to the doctor. And I know. They, I, you gave me a <laughs> note when you walked in. No, I'm kidding. So, so uh, so much more we got to talk about Mary but okay yes yeah she, i mean especially this time of year you know and, and i don't want to i get too caught up with the heart i mean the head instead of the heart but i i think of this time of year and and i, I mean i i know how it was when my when i had my children and the, those days where where you you have this little itty bitty tiny infant in your hands mm. this this is Mary right Mary held our lord in her arms, and not only for that day or that moment, but 
she she loved him and cared for him and wiped his tears and picked him up off the floor. Hmm. There was that incredible relationship that they had that was in some ways like ours. Yeah. Really. I mean, we, we have this familial relationship that allows us to understand how Mary and Jesus were to some extent. Yeah, and to imagine that she had to watch him get tortured to death and betrayed oh. by his friends. Yeah. A- anyone who's seen their children suffer w- will say it's it's uh, it, it's worse than this having <laughs> enduring the suffering themselves. My, my I remember a couple of years ago my parents and I we watched a movie with Macaulay Culkin, a really horrible movie called The 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 Good Son. It wasn't a horrible. It was it wasn't, just wasn't very good. Um, but he, it turns out he wasn't a good son. He played a, a, a serial killer. Ooh. And at the end of the movie, she's holding uh, her son by one hand and somebody else's kid by the other hand. And they're off hanging off the side of a cliff. And she has to choose between her son and someone else. And after the movie was over, I said to my mom, I was like, so if it was me and dad hanging <laughs> off the... And she was like, she didn't even hesitate. She was like, oh, you. I looked at my dad and he just kind of shrugged. And I was like... Seriously, you don't even you're not even gonna think about it. She goes, I would choose my child over anything and anyone in the world, right? And and that kind of surprised me her her bluntness, you know. But I, I've done this sort of informal survey over the last several decades, and uh, I've never met a mom who would even hesitate like that. that there's that absolute that terrifying like focused love that a mom has for her kid that uh, I don't think any guy can can fully understand, can it's even partially understand. It's a different relationship. It and really is. And to think is. that Mary had that kind of love for her son and, and, and that it was supercharged because, of course, she was the Immaculate Conception. Right. She was free of original sin. Uh, it's kind of frightening, really. Yeah. I, I remember also... Um, Let's see, my sister and I went out trick-or-treating, I remember, and some bullies uh, beat us up and took our candy. Oh, oh, yeah, I was 35. No, 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 I'm joking. I was eight. I think my sister was seven. And um, the uh, and my mother, who's an artist, uh, the next day, she watched the whole thing from the living room, couldn't get to us in time. Um, but she did a painting the next day of my sister and me in our Halloween costumes in a dark forest, uh, and we're crying, and we're holding hands, and behind us, hanging from the trees by their necks, <laughs> are the bullies. Are all the bullies. Oh, yeah. I like it. <laughs> and I, I, I think of that sometimes. I think of Mary, like watching these kids bully her son, and having that same sort of mother bear, like terrifying, like rage. Just, but, but having somehow. The grace and the self-discipline to hold back, you know, and then even even more so to welcome those very people into her home the next day, right? The apostles suddenly are are hiding now and, right. and using and hiding with her, because right. if I were her, I'd been like, "Where were you yesterday?" That's huh? right. Get out of here. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, we and that's part of what we're trying to talk about today is is understanding the relationship we have with Mary. As you said, she uh, if Jesus is our brother, then Mary is our mother. And, you know, more of the Marian thing, as long as we're talking about that, we have a 
minute or two before the break. You, I don't know. You said a couple of times now that Mary is the new Ark of the Covenant. Right. Why would you say that? Well, the, uh, where, the Ark of the Covenant was to ancient Israel where God dwelt. It was his footstool. It was his the locus of, of God's identity among his people. Um, it, it, so Mary is the new locus of God's identity. She carries him. She's the new tabernacle. Right? I think there's a lot more to say about that. There so, sure is. So let's talk about Mary uh, as the new Ark of the, uh, of the New Covenant when we come back. Uh, I think we ought to talk a little bit about Mary being Queen of Heaven, and where in the world do we get oh, something yeah. like that? Uh, and maybe maybe some history back into the Old Testament as to where who was the mother of the king. Oh right, yes. right. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna talk about all those things. So you call your friends, tell them to join us on the <laughs> radio here, and if you have some Protestant friends, you tell them to double for sure join because we got some good stuff. So come on back two minutes. We'll be right here, and you should be too. Yay. Looking for a way to teach your children about our Catholic faith? Colby Academy has the solution. Offering a curriculum that is loyal to the magisterium, classical, Ignatian, flexible, and affordable, Colby can help with all your homeschooling needs. We offer a wide range of services, including live online courses for those looking for assistance teaching their students, recorded self-paced courses for those who want teacher instruction while needing the flexibility to move at their own pace, and traditional homeschool courses for maximum flexibility in home education. Our support services include advising for parents, record keeping and transcript services, a grading service, standardized testing, and guidance and college counseling. For more information, check out their website at colby.org. That's K-O-L-B-E dot org. Or give them a call. Area code 707-255-6499. That's 707-255-6499. It's Colby Academy. St. Joseph Catholic Radio is proud to announce the launch of SJEN-TV, the St. Joseph Evangelization Network. SJEN-TV is a premier online Catholic broadcasting network providing quality Catholic programming 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. We have programming such as live studio interviews, St. Joe's Java speaker presentations, current Catholic issues, and the Pro-Life series. We're featuring the many talented speakers out of Orange County, California, and this Archdiocese of St. Louis, Missouri including Professor John Gresham, Father James Mason, Karen Nokemper, Rick Hollerick, Bill Federer, and many more. To review the program list, go to sjen.tv or on Roku, sjen.tv. All this programming is free, and we are welcoming sponsorship of new programs. Find out more at sjen.tv. And we're back. Uh, welcome to... Already? Sing- Already, I mean, we're we're just chatting off the air, and we have to put our our earmuffs back on. This is Saint Joseph earmuffs. Radio. Saint Joseph Radio presents coming to you live from Saint Louis, Missouri. And I'll be in trouble if I don't say this. This is Father Augustine here for sure. Hello, you're in trouble anyway. Don't Any time you want a copy of one of these programs, this one or any other one, you can call us 636-447-6000, 636-447-6000. and we will give you a copy, whatever program you want. Send us a nickel or two or a dollar for the postage, and we are happy, happy folks. You know, and, and, you know, as long as we're talking about that, you know, Lou Cortese has been running this place for 
over 40 years. And you know her really her, that her, long? Yeah, she's been she's doing it before Mother Angelica was. But <laughs> her her goal is to, you know, uh, spread the word, spread the faith. So we're doing your part. We're doing our part. You do your part. We're doing your part too. So <laughs> well, help you us can, out here. <laughs> you know, well, I mean, you can help us do your part. Your part. Yeah, get some of these tapes or or uh, I should say the uh, CDs and hand them out to people. It's so easy. you can do our part. You do our part then. We do everybody's part. <laughs> so as we were coming off uh, our break, which came too early as it always does, we were talking about Mary's the Ark of the Covenant. Father, you said it a couple of times, and yeah. this is something we hear over and over and over. But what? Why? Why do we? Why do we talk about Mary as the Ark of the Covenant? What is Old Testament? What is? I don't even get the New Testament bit. What? what why well, is Mary you, the well, Ark I, of the Covenant? Oh well, because in the temple, right? The the at the in the holy of holies, the well, you've got the hekal, the debir, and the oh, what's the oh, who cares? Anyway, in the holy of holies, uh, is kept. It, it, that is where God's footstool is, right? That is that is where God dwells. God's dwelling place, yeah. right? And in the let's see, in the actual ark, there is the manna from heaven, right? The bread. The bread. Uh, there's the staff of Aaron. Um, Aaron being the the priest, the, priest. the high priest. Yeah. Uh, and then the Ten Commandments, the Word of God. Is that uh, just those three? I, I get the. I, I, think I thought there were three. There might have been might have been more, but yeah, I think there's but, something but else in there. But you think about it. You know, when Mary went to visit her cousin Elizabeth, what, what did she do? You have the. Is that the Magnificat? I think you, you, Mary says. The the babe leapt in my womb when 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 he when right. he felt you there. You know how, how, why is it that you know the mother of my Lord should come? Mm. This is in, in in symbolically it's also um, it's also profound as well. So clearly Mary is the Ark of the New Covenant, as you That's said. Right. Jesus is the bread of life. He is our High Priest, and he is literally the Logos, the Word of God. Now, yeah. I forget if we talked about this during break, but, you know, the Ark of the Covenant was also, you know, made at God's direction and encased in pure gold. No one touched the Ark. Right, right. And and I hadn't actually thought of it, but you're right. And it was also encased in pure gold. Right. Right? And so Mary is the new Ark of the Covenant, is pure, pure. gold. Yeah. 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 Ah. yeah. So We're any, smarter than we look. I'm telling you. Well, if we have the internet, we can do almost anything. Mm-hmm. But but I really think it's so significant, especially in the in the you know we had a Supreme Court case that has been argued recently. Oh, we'll gosh. get we'll get something out soon. But look at who is the first person. We're coming up on Christmas, right? The yep. coming of our Lord. Yep. Who is the first? And I'm actually gonna, wait. The Supreme Court kind of came out in our favor this time, didn't they? Didn't yet. I mean, yet. they they oh, may okay. have tipped their hand a little bit, but the 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 actual ruling will come out in June. Oh wow! Not year. until June. But hmm. Saint John the Baptist, and I'm using the word particularly here, is the first person to recognize Christ in the world. Oh uh, yeah, and he does that before he's born. Before he's born. Huh. Yeah, you know. So so the we talk about the angels coming to the shepherds and the wise men and mm. everybody else, mm. but before any of that happened, an unborn child. Recognize right. salvation right. coming yeah. to the world. Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. 
So there's our familial relationship, you know, and, and, and Mary, what a wonderful person. Here she is given this incredible news, right? And we got, you know, every, we <laughs> talked about it before, Father. We, we, you, yeah. you said, you know, one of the dangers is people will think we are deifying Mary. Yeah. But the real reality of our relationship with Mary is, is when we recognize her humanity. Yeah. She yeah. was a 14, 15, 16-year-old girl. What did the angel Gabriel say to her? I mean, this is this is earth shattering. Yeah, pretty big for deal a, for a <laughs> for a for a not a but for a young yeah. girl. I mean, what 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 do you mean? <laughs> you know? Well, you know, there I, I've actually been reading a book by Scott Hahn on, oh. and I can't remember the title of it, but he points out that um, in first century BC. Uh, Israel, it was not it was not common, but not unheard of for young women, especially young women who spent a lot of time around the temple, to take vows of perpetual virginity. So when the angel Gabriel appears to her and says, You're gonna be a mother, she says, Well, how's that possible? Not because she just hasn't gotten married yet, because of course she knows how it's possible to have a child. I mean, that's a, the, the angel Gabriel didn't then say, "Well, when a man loves a woman very much." <laughs> no, I mean, she didn't. She she's the thinking is that she had already vowed herself to God, and that although she was going to be married, she wasn't planning to have relations with Joseph. And so, when the Gabriel when Gabriel says you're going to have a kid, she says, "Well, wait, wait." <laughs> Okay, can you explain this to me? Let's let's uh, in deference to Dr. Han, let's let's take that a step further. Yeah. So you are telling again putting it in the context of the times, you the <clears throat> angel Gabriel comes and tells a young woman who is about to get who is married, who is about to come together with her husband, right? Cuz she's right, already right, married. Right, 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 good, right. that you are going to have a child. I mean, m- she knows about the birds and the bees. Yeah. The only logical reason is, the only logical response of Mary is, yeah, so? Right. I mean, that's not a big deal. Well, that's that's another thing is that you hear um, uh, people talk about how uh, the Septuagint mistranslated, is it Isaiah who says a virgin shall be born and be with child? Yeah, I guess it is. Um, I should know that. Um, as virgin, whereas it was really just young woman. But the thing is, if if a young woman were to become pregnant and have a child, that wouldn't be much of a miracle, would it? <laughs> like, not, not very. <laughs> the whole point is that she's a virgin. That's right. And that and th- that's pretty extraordinary. <laughs> so, um, the, the it, it most certainly wasn't a mistranslation. The the it was a, an extraordinary thing was going to happen according to Isaiah a young woman who was going to have a child and and that young woman was a virgin <laughs> that's right and and it is it, you know for the time it was what was ex- a, a young woman having a child was not um, yeah, unusual. unusual. <laughs> like, yeah. I guess. Right, but not, not, it's not unusual today. Right. And Isaiah was declaring some great thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, this great miracle. So, uh, of course. But Mary, here she is. Here's her humanity. She's, I don't know, what do, what do they say, Father? She's 14, 15, 16 years old. So, I mean, young. Right, right, young. right. sure. And and she's she's told by the angel Gabriel that she is going to have a child. And 
she says, how can this be? It isn't out of ignorance, is the, I think the point is. And the only reasonable explanation for her response is she had already made a vow. Right. It is right. the only reasonable explanation for it. The I mean, only reasonable. Yeah, one. no one in their right mind would wonder how it's possible for a young woman to have a baby. Knowing that the opposite was actually a curse, if you will. At least it was right, thought right, thought of in right. those times. A barren womb, right. yeah. So when I see the rosary, I'm still on the same subject. If I get to say one of the decades, especially if I'm in public, I, 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 I say the Hail Mary wrong at least one time. I don't say I don't say Hail Mary full of grace. I say Hail full of grace. Hmm. Because, and I just heard it in the gospel a couple days ago at Mass, uh, and what did the angel Gabriel say? He said, hail, full of grace. Mm. What did the angel Gabriel actually do in those words? He said, hello, hail, and he renamed Mary in terms of what she was. Ah. Hail, full of grace. Full of grace. Full Full of of grace. grace. There's no room for sin, as it were. Yeah, it, it's it's full. Yeah. You're right. It's full. She's it's full. complete. Hail, full of grace. That's and, right. And that's that goes to what we were talking about before the immaculate conception. So I put my not myself, but I try and imagine being in the room and seeing this young, uh, betrothed woman married, literally, and she's getting these incredible words from a messenger from God. First off, mm. renaming her Hail full of grace, and then telling her how her life is going to change, clearly what she was not anticipating. Yeah. And, and as we think of her as a a girl, a young girl in her humanity, she said, she said, yes. <laughs> I, yeah. I would be scared to death. Well, yeah. And there's, and there would have been no sin in her saying, Absolutely you know, not. I'd rather not. I, th- there's a wonderful sermon by St. Bernard where he reflects on that moment in between Gabriel's request and Mary's fiat that that all the angels in heaven sort of stop what they're doing <laughs> and look down and all the demons, here comes Gabriel and he says, look, you're going to be the mother of our savior. And uh, all the angels sort of stop to watch and all the devils stop and look up and the, the rivers stop flowing and the, the birds stop chirping. And all of creation sort of holds its breath. And she says, fiat, let it be done. And all the angels go, yay! And all the demons go, no! And the rivers start flowing and all the birds start chirping and people say, oh. All of creation breathes a sigh of relief. Because there is that moment in between the question and the answer where it really was up to her whether we were going to be saved or not. And that's one of the things that and we're not going to talk about it today. We did the other day, uh, uh, one of those difficult questions. Why, why does a good God allow bad things to happen? Mm. Well, it's free will. Mary had yeah. free will. Right, and her, right. Out of her free will, the world had its Savior. Right, and that makes sense that because of a, because of a woman and a man, because of our free will, we took on original sin, and our free will has a role in restoring Goodness, and know. she did. Yeah. So here, here it is. This, this, this great yes. So as, and again, I'm just concentrating on what you said, Father. Her, her humanity. We're not, not, not her divinity, if you will, because she's not. But no, I, I think. Of, well, I mean, we all are in some sense 
divine, right? By no, our adoption. But we don't worship, worship each other. No, yeah. no, of course yeah. not. But but it was Saint Athanasius who said that God became man, that so, man might be godified, might be right. deified, might become God. Yeah. So, and we really it's the 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 church fathers used to, or the desert fathers used to sort of daydream about why Satan fell, and some of them estimated that it was because humanity was lifted above him. That that he he said, well, wait a second, how why didn't Jesus becoming well, incarnate, as it were, as an angel, should have been, become an angel, not a human. Um, but because we are brothers and sisters of God, we've been lifted above the angels. So some demons were jealous. That's right. Yeah, well, so that, well, that's it, it's a theory. <laughs> yeah, it's a, I think it's a decent theory. It's a it's fun a theory. decent theory. So I think of Mary in her humanity and Jesus in his humanity— which again is something that's sometimes lost. We, mm. you know, Jesus is, is yeah, God. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's fully God, and not half human. He's fully human, right? That's right. That's so right. he had a full human relationship with Mary. But think about it, right? <laughs> As Jesus is growing up, and maybe can you can you see it? I mean, you've heard it a thousand times. People look at a child, and then they look at the parent, and they say. I think he has your eyes. Ah, uh, right. Yeah, yeah. I never actually never thought of this. I keep bet going. You, I bet you people saw Jesus and said, "Boy, you really are your mother's son, aren't you?" You look like <laughs> Mary, huh? She really well, you'd have to have to because yeah. that's where Jesus's humanity comes from. Yeah. Ah, yeah. yeah. never thought of that. Yeah. He would have looked like her. He would. I have never thought of that. He would have looked like her. Hmm. Yeah. And, and and there was that great love and familial relationship. The other thing I, I this random thought before we go to some another big topic is okay. Uh, Mary has a lot of titles. You mentioned one, the, the new Ark of the Covenant. But oh, yeah. one I heard there's a church here called Mary Seat of Wisdom, and I didn't, I never, I never ah. appreciated that hmm. Uh, hmm. until I there's a painting here actually in in the in the little bookstore that we have here, and Mary is sitting. And Jesus is standing there. Standing? He's a little boy. Yeah. Jesus, Mary is sitting. And and you think about it. But wait, wait. If she's, I thought she was the seat of wisdom because Jesus sat in her arms. Oh, Jesus maybe this was wisdom. Oh, right. Well, maybe that, see, I, maybe I'm not getting it. But I'm, well, I, I, what, I, what, I, what I was getting, and, and Father, maybe no, I'm, no, I'm no, wrong no, no, here. No, no, no. I'm thinking But I, 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 thought, I thought Mary listened to she taught Jesus, but she also listened to him. Yeah. So she is the receptacle of all of Jesus' oh, yeah, wisdom sure. as well. well. Maybe it goes both that. ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's certainly that. Yeah. I I always wait. So there's a painting of Our Lady Seat of Wisdom. Where no, no, Mary no, 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 no. It's not, not Seat of Wisdom. There. Oh, okay. No, it's a Mary okay. set being being seated, and I thought I I was just obviously because I got the, it wrong, but it. it it, I thought, well, why is Mary seat of wisdom? Maybe it's because Mary uh, is the receptacle of of, of Jesus' yeah, wisdom. It's certainly part of it. Well. Yeah. I, I think the Sedes Sapientia, the seat of wisdom, as far as the iconography goes, Jesus is always sitting in her arms. I, ne- and so, I never thought and of he it is, that way. His other name in scriptures is Sophia, right? That's is wisdom. Um Wisdom across the waters at creation and things like that. So, so I think it's wisdom. This is a, a new understanding. Mary 
is Jesus's seat. seat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's a lot easier this than a, I was trying to contort Well, this is to important be. to monks because it, um, monasteries always depict uh, artworks of Mary in monasteries always have her sitting down. Uh-huh. Um, elsewhere, she's almost always depicted standing, holding Christ, who then sits in her arms. But for monks, the seat of wisdom, having her seated as well, is important because we take a vow of stability. So usually when you see a, a painting or a statue of Our Lady sitting down holding Jesus, it's because she came out of a monastery. Well, there you go. We are. Le- I'm certainly learning as we go along, and this is St. Joseph Radio Presents coming to I you. I could have made that up. I don't know. <laughs> well, I bought it. Yeah, I, I, think I it don't think a, I did. It makes I a lot more true. sense than what I said. And I'm, I'm Peter Karutz. And this is this, what Wikipedia is for. <laughs> this is Father Augustine. He's uh, at... Tell me again, the monastery of Our Lady of of, of Mary, of, uh, the Saint, the 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 Abbey of Our Lady of. Wait, where am I from? <laughs> I, look, I I'm a little dilly today. I, I'm I just I'm getting over a sinus infection. So uh, let's see, Saint Louis Abbey is Our Lady. Our, our, <laughs> The Abbey of St. Mary and St. Louis. Thank you. There we are, though. Abbey Good of Our Lady Lord. and St. Louis. I really am not hey, thinking clearly today. Hey, there's a lot, of, lot of secrets. I'm, I'm often told don't repeat yourself too much, but as long as we're talking about Our Lady. Yeah. Uh, another one of her titles is Queen of the Angels, and I, I cannot uh, yeah, miss one. an opportunity to tell you what the real name of Los Angeles is. Right? Really? The real official name on the books for Los Angeles is, oh. remember, it, it's it's a Spanish, former Spanish yeah. colony, is, is the real name of, Saint, of uh, Los Angeles is Nuestra Señora Reina de Los Angeles. It really? Uh, our city, so, I'm sorry, Ciudad, our lady, Queen it's Ciudad, uh, Ciudad de Nuestra Señora. Reina de los Angeles. So it's City of Our Lady, Queen of the Angels. Is that is that like on their? Uh, how, th- that's that's the actual name. That is of the los actual Angeles. name of Los oh. Angeles. Is it like it like how do you, where do you go to find out the real name of Los Angeles? Right. I gotta, you you got to go back. Got to go back to the Spaniards. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, so she's also Queen of the Angels, right? So why why in the world do we refer to Our Lady as a queen? Look, Jesus is is legitimately king, right? We we, we yeah. that is one of his titles. But how do we call, how in the world do we we elevate Mary to being a queen? For goodness sakes! Well, we don't. Jesus does. Ah. Uh-huh. But and maybe maybe a Jewish tradition does too. Ah, uh-huh. yes, you're right. Yes. So. Jesus because is, the the queen mother is 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 really important in the Old Testament, right? Uh, where do you go if you want access to the king? You go to the queen mother, right? So David is mm-hmm. uh, Jesus is the uh, often called the son of David, and and uh, I think the angel Gabriel said that um, Jesus will uh, inherit the 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 uh, kingship of David. I've said I'm saying it very poorly, but David's had all kinds of wives. But well, he that's had true. one queen mother. Wait, and wait, did, wait no, Mary, David only had one wife. It's Solomon who had many. Solomon, wives. sorry, yeah. sorry, I got it I wrong. Say, uh, but, but <laughs> let's keep that straight. Yeah. yeah, thank you. You better correct me as we go along. She here, was but, someone else's wife first, but anyway, we won't get into that. Uh, <laughs> David's wife, that is. So, yeah. if you wanted access to the king, you went to the queen mother, right? Because there were lots and lots of women married to the king. Very Solomon often, there. yeah. 
very yeah. often. Over 500, apparently. Really? I think so. Yeah. How many wives to Solomon? 400, maybe. Boy, that's a lot. This is what this is where Google comes in handy. Yeah. How many wives? I got to look into the David thing because I I I I got to tell you I'm, I'm a blank. I I, ass, I presumed assumed uh, incorrectly that he had a bunch of wives. So I'm I'm gonna, that's something I'm going to look into. I, I I guess he was a better king than Solomon with regard 700, to seven the, hundred. There we go. Seven hundred. Well, if you're to uh, trust Wikipedia, which is not always. Uh, Reliable. They had me listed as one of the world's greatest rugby team coaches for well, clearly years. Clearly, yeah, my students had something to do with that. I, I, if you get enough votes, I guess you win, right? I don't know. I don't know how that happened. I'm not on there anymore. So we're, we're talking about Mary as having great inf- influence, great power, if you yeah. will. She's the queen, the queen mother. Who you know, it, it, traditionally, uh, you know, if if you want to get to David the king or whoever Solomon, you go to the queen mother, right? Right, right. So when we look at scripture, that was the case in ancient Rome as well. If you wanted to go to Augustus Caesar, you went to his mother. You yeah. found his mother, and she got word to him. Well, Father, it's yeah. very real, right? We we yeah. have familial relationships. We yeah, have sure. a relationship with our mother, and why? Why, why would Mary be any different? So, But let's go back to the beginning. Let's go back to the scriptural basis of that. Our Lord's first miracle was at the at the wedding yeah. feast of Cana. And it sounds like you wasn't all that keen on doing it either. But at, <laughs> it didn't her, sound like it. At her insistence. It didn't sound yeah. like it. But w- what would—so it, it, obviously we all know the story. They ran out of wine, which always baffles me. Mm. You know, I, I know the Baptists know the Bible better than I will ever know it, but they, they don't drink, they don't dance. Well, they know certain parts of the Bible. They ignore other parts. They know Romans really well. <laughs> Saint, uh, the letter of St. Peter, nah, not so well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. James is not <laughs> James, even existing. James, yeah, nah, James. Nah, that didn't happen. Luther wanted to take that out of the Bible altogether. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. He wanted what? He didn't want James, Revelation, Second Peter, and... I, I, under, I we're off the subject. I, I was reading. I was reading a commentary about how his own people were giving him some huge grief because he wanted to insert the word alone when when uh, when faith was mentioned and yeah. and uh, you know in, in, in faith alone yeah, by faith sure, alone sure, and sure, he sure. and and they even said look you can't you can't go change in the scripture and he said okay we'll just throw out <laughs> we'll throw out uh, we'll throw out James entirely and yeah. and get rid of some of those other books in the old testament that we don't particularly like you know Maccabees was problematic for him all the greek old testament yeah the septuagint right hmm. yeah so another subject but let's stick on this so Mary you know at at the wedding feast of Cana and the weddings then lasted a couple of days, so I guess it's not. Yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah, they did, didn't it? Yeah. Not inconceivable that they might might run out of wine. <laughs> not conceivable. Not inconceivable at any wedding, frankly. Uh, yeah, yeah, if they were having a good time. And and this is where I think we make a great distinction between where we uh, deify Mary as opposed to where we look at her mm. humanity. Yeah. What did Mary say to the? Um, to the stewards, do whatever they t- do, whatever he tells you. Seriously, yeah. I mean that's what Mary's telling us. Do yeah, whatever. Yeah, he tells. she always refers back to her son. She never it ne- the, it never ends with her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and in, in the Magnificat, yeah. you know, it says she she's reflecting the glory. Magnifies, the magnifies. Lord. It, it reflects the glory of God. Mm-hmm. Right. It's a humility. Uh, rather than a... Well, who started that what? music? Already? So we are... 
We are in the Advent season. We're going up to the Christmas season very shortly. But one of those things that is of great prominence is Mary, right? Our Lady Queen of Angels. Our Lady Queen of Angels. Valiant woman, bulwark of the faithful, invincible warrior, Ark of the Covenant, stronghold of God, mighty mistress, empress of the golden throne, dread of the demons of hell, sworn enemy of Satan. Pray for us. Pray for us. Can you give us a blessing in our last And May step? Almighty God bless you all. Benedicate vos omnipotens Deus, Pater Filius Spiritus Sanctus. Amen. You just got a Latin blessing. So go yeah. have a great Advent. Old have school. A, have a great Christmas. <laughs> Come back and see us next time. Yay. And have a very merry and holy Christmas. And a great Advent, too, while we're still here. Listening to St. Joseph Radio presents from the Rome of the West, St. Louis, Missouri. If you would like to join us in our evangelization efforts, you can order a copy of today's broadcast or any of our past programs by visiting us on our website, stjosephradio.net. That's S A I N T, josephradio.net. Or call us, 636 447 6000. It's all at your fingertips to help us evangelize the world, bringing the good news of Christ to everyone you meet and change one soul at a time. Thank you for your prayers and support. Until next time, may God bless you and your family. This has been a presentation of St. Joseph Radio Presents.